and welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We are so happy to be here chit-chatting with you about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with the Cupcake. Sweet. We'll kick it off with a little news. Um, just for me, I am going to be putting together some like gift packs that include craft, crafty stuff and some wonderful flair from Emily. And it's all going to go to benefit a yet to be determined abortion access fund. So even if that's not going to be something that's in your budget, that would be something uh, you could help promote, which would be helpful all around. So stay tuned for that. I'm working on getting that together in the next couple weeks. And then Emily's got news about where you can see her out in the world this coming month. Yes, I will be vending at the OFF market that is just outside of Cincinnati in a park. And I will be in a tent outside vending there with all of my stuff. Uh, It is on July 9th. uh, So come see me there. And if you are not nearby me, you can come see me virtually at the Darksome Art and Craft Market, which is a virtual event the last weekend of July. It's Friday through Sunday. There will be lots of different vendors. I think there's over 100 vendors and they're all spooky kind of vendors, different artists. Everything I have seen them reposting, I've been like, oh my gosh, this vendor is so cool. Um, So definitely check that out. I am doing a collaborative Instagram live with Fennel and Clark as part of that. That will be on the Sunday at 4 p.m. on my Instagram and Fennel and Clark's Instagram. There are also lots of like deals as part of this virtual event. So I will be having 10% off in my shop via a coupon code. The coupon code is Darksome. I'll mention this all again as we get closer to it. And also the event is donating to an abortion access fund. And I am donating 5% of sales as part of the event to an abortion access fund. So come shop with cool, spooky artists and do good things. Yay. Great. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess neither of us finished anything this week. Uh, no. No, finished something? No, no, I didn't finish anything. No, okay. No. <laughs> we've only been apart. We've been apart for less than 48 hours. I think we have a pretty good handle <laughs> how the knitting is going. Uh, but I, I have been putting in some good progress on the Truchet Triangle baby blanket. Mm-hmm. Look at this. It looks so cute. It is so cute. So this is Emily's pattern, the Truchet Triangle, which is designed originally to be a triangle-shaped shawl, but you can make it into any shape you want. And I'm doing a hopefully square baby blanket for an impending new family member. Cute. I'm going to be getting in like the next week. Holy crap. I should probably text them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's super fun. I am loving how the colors are playing together. Uh, They're all right triangles and I have four different colors. So they're playing in to make this kind of pinwheely look. I've got a black. I've got a tonal blue. I've got this awesome purpley purple and then a variegated that's kind of like blacks and neons. It's so much fun. This is the most fun baby blanket I think I have ever seen. And I like modular geometric stuff. So here we are. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. The only other thing I've been working on is super boring because people have been looking at it forever because I'm making a second exactly the same ripple bralette and big little yarn co. I did get some good travel knitting in on this. I've yeah, got, that is bigger than the last time I saw it. Mm-hmm, I've got my ribbing, which I do. I do 
more knitting in there because it's kind of like a, a cropped tank that's the style I prefer better. So I've got my twisted ribbing and my three by three ribbing. I've got about two or three inches of both of those going on and I think it looks fun. And this is Big Little Yarn Co's first encounter sock set. What are you working on? I've worked on my Mount Pleasant top a bit. I finished the uh, front part and the front shaping. So if I uncurl it, it kind of looks like a t-shirt now on the front, which is nice. And now I'm working flat on the back. Mm -hmm. And I detangled my yarn ball mess that I had going on, which was a big accomplishment. (laughs) It was. I was heckling you about your yarn mess. It's so pretty, though. I really like it. I think it's a really good matchup of both pattern and yarn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to make another one, I think, after this one. And I don't know what yarn you're going to use for the next one. That's cool. That's cool. I've worked on that. And then I also, we were going to go try and see a movie, but the movie we wanted to see was not available to see. So I finished off my first vanilla sock of these Regia socks. And it's, you know, just a boring plain vanilla sock with the gray background and some pastel stripes. It's very muted. The gray makes it look very like rainy day and muted. I like it. And then I have just a couple rows on the ribbing of the next sock. So I know there were all these outings we were going to do, but didn't, there was going to be more music shows, but some of those didn't pan out mm-hmm. as well as the movie, but it's yeah. okay. Everybody needs portable vanilla knitting. Mm-hmm. Those are all my and, projects. Well, that was easy. Uh, I know we acquired a couple little things before I left. Emily took me to Sunstones, which is a local to her in Louisville rock shop. And I got uh, some rocks and a ring. So I saw this cute little pentacle ring and it is just a little silver ring with a little pentacle on it. And I really like it. It's cute. It is cute. It scares ignorant Christian people. And that makes me giggle. Yes. Because the pentacle, if anybody doesn't know, is just a pagan symbol of the earth element. And it's very wholesome. Nothing demonic involved. Mm-hmm. It's a simple little five-pointed star in a ring. And I got some rocks. Pentacle can also represent all of the elements. It can. Yes. Indeed. All five elements. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What's the fifth one? Like spirit, spirit. or something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I got some rocks. I was really drawn to this uh, obsidian one and it's it's like the size of a thumb with some little spherical like screw shaped grooves in it. And it's a really good fiddle object. We kind of spaced out (laughs) (laughs) and watched surrealist sort of movie that Emily hates. I hate it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we should talk about it in recommendations. in our office hours uh but i definitely just rubbed on this for like an hour and it was super fun <laughs> and then i got a little mushroom he, look at this teeny so mushroom it's the size of like a fingernail and it's a little um heat treated amethyst so uh, i just i just love this tiny little mushroom mm-hmm. and i got a little a little fluorite i just like the color and the shape it's very angular it looks like a d8 yeah, I was going to, yeah, it does look like a D8. I didn't know that until I was looking at it. I'm like, how many sizes does this have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cute. And you got some stuff there too, right? I did. I got this cool 
lavender fluorite tower that is just Mm -hmm. very pretty and lavender it's got some like layers in it that Mm -hmm. I think are neat and I thought it went nicely with the colors of some of my desk rocks and then I also got little tiny Pokemon carvings Uh, I think they're yellow fluorite I'm not 100% sure I got myself a little teeny tiny Snorlax he's so small He's like the size of a fingernail and he's a Snorlax. And I got my sister. They were similar in size to my little mushroom. Yeah. And I got my sister a little Pikachu. So those were cute. Um, Very cute. And I got a book at the bookstore, um, which is the greatest thing and is a uh, YA uh, graphic novel. Nice. And then I got a male thing, Mm -hmm. which is this little... (gasps) stained glass piece it is so cute it's a tamagotchi um shaped stained glass and it has like an iridescent coating on it which makes it really pretty and it's got mm-hmm. a little mimitachi uh in there and uh it's by kawaii glass co and they make cool nerdy stained glass stuff so check them out wait what's that little creature called mimitachi i think mimitachi mean mimi means ears question mark yeah there's i think there may be mickey mouse inspired ears Mm, i'm taking duolingo japanese so i'm clearly an expert on japanese entomology i would buy that it means ears (laughs) because he's got those ears yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that's gonna go be on my uh art area of the studio and be cute and iridescent very cute i love it very much your aesthetic Mm -hmm. Well, sweet. We can jump into a cult corner now. So on this week's uh, Google rabbit hole, I decided to go for cemetery superstitions and folklore. And it was surprisingly hard to separate that out from like death and burial folklore. But I am trying to exclude a lot of that. And it's just more focused on the place that is the cemetery or graveyard. And I I was just telling Emily, like there were some digressions that you're going to hear about next week. (laughs) 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 but i started out with my research uh with an ologies episode which is a really fun podcast that interviews different scientists in different fields and the host has a really good focus on finding underrepresented voices in science which i appreciate and their episode on graveyards which they're calling tephology is episode 226 if you wanted to check that out and that will be in the show notes cool so Here's some fun facts that I got from that podcast episode that were kind of a starting out point for me. We know the Victorians did a bunch of spooky stuff and something that they did regularly was just go on picnics in cemeteries. That was like a thing. There was like a whole industry about like different little foods and picnic baskets and how they were very much encouraged to go hang out in there. And that's largely because in more of the modern era, there was a transition from burying dead Uh, closer to home within cities to basically making parks uh, in the suburbs for burying dead people. And that was just a big thing that happened across Europe and places where Europeans colonized, including North America. And another thing I learned, burial in perpetuity is very much a North American thing. So like the idea that like your body goes into the ground and it's, that is your plot forever in places that have been, uh, densely populated for longer like europe it's much more common for 
it to be more of like a lease situation. So for like a decade or two decades, you there's this space that you have and the family has an option to renew it uh, at that time. And a lot of times they don't. And then something else happens to the remains that is determined by the family. But it's mainly the burial in perpetuity is a thing in North America because when the colonists got here, they're like, oh my gosh, so much land. We can mm-hmm. just leave, park someone here forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this doesn't really have anything to do with cemeteries, but I thought it was a fun fact. The difference between a casket and a coffin is the shape. A casket is a rectangle and a coffin is roughly body shaped. Ah. And the popularity of caskets in America over the coffin largely came around during uh, the Civil War when they had a lot of dead people that were that had died far from their home and needed to be transported i'm assuming caskets were a little easier to make because they were rectangular and they were also like less depressing because they're less body shape they just looked like cargo and not like oh there's definitely a human being that is dead in there mm-hmm. um, and that's also too because the civil war was one of the first times that a, a embalming was used on a larger scale and for more common people. So we had all these involved deceased soldiers being shipped around the country. Mm-hmm. And that's why caskets that are rectangular are more popular than coffins. Interesting. Yeah. And the person that was being interviewed in this, in the podcast, had a really interesting fact. And she said that taking rubbings of a headstone is actually really bad for the headstone. So maybe don't do that. There is a superstition that you will lose your memory if you do that. Do you know that one? I didn't. I didn't see that one. Yeah, there, there. that is a like old timey wives tale kind of superstition that if you take a rubbing of the headstone that you will lose your memory. So I think that that probably came like to get people to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So conservationists are not stoked on doing on people doing that. And the guest had said that Katerina von Tassel in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, because her name is featured in the Sleepy Hollow book, tourists have come and made rubbings of her of her headstone for ages. And it's almost illegible now mm-hmm. because people have just been doing that. So no rubbings. They're bad. Mm-hmm. And getting into some traditions, these are mostly Western traditions um, there's, of course, holding your breath as you go by a cemetery, and that's related to, like, not wanting to, like, accidentally inhale a spirit, uh, you know, a restless spirit that might be out and about in the cemetery. I'm sure that's also linked to, like, the pre-germ theory notion of miasma, which was that basically that contagions can spread through the air. I mean, they're not wrong, but it just got a little more. Yeah, uh, developed when we I got into the whole germ theory. The street from the cemetery. The cemetery is my neighbor, so I can't hold mm-hmm. this, hold my breath while I'm passing the cemetery. I would die. <laughs> no, no, these are all just superstitions. And there's tons around headstones and ledger stones, which are the big rectangular ones that go directly over the corpse. Those are. Uh, sometimes people say they're for holding people down, and that could be if. If there's someone who was like marginalized or undesirable or also in the sort of Christian mythology of the resurrection, like making you wait patiently until uh, till the old J man comes back for the second coming. <laughs> and then there's also the superstition of 
what flowers or what things grow on top of someone's grave. If wildflowers grow on top of the grave, they people sometimes think that is an indication that the person was good and went to heaven. And if weeds or nothing grows on the graves, people will say that that person was bad. Mm-hmm. I guess we shouldn't ascribe value to dead people, but that's just what people say. Mm-hmm. And this one was super interesting to me. This one is apparently a Japanese superstition and uh, about tucking I saw your this thumb. One too. I like it. Yeah. Tucking your thumb inside your hands when you're passing a cemetery, because the thumb is called the parent finger and you're prote- it's a symbolic gesture for protecting your parents from an untimely death. Yes. Uh, it kind of reminds me of don't step on a crack. You'll break your brother's back in our Western, like little weird old wives tale culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one, uh, this little fun fact that I had was kind of about many cultures across the world have this one is that pregnant people should avoid cemeteries. And of course there's all the, all the superstitious reasons by about like bad things will happen to your baby or your baby will be haunted or just, or, you know, haunted babies, haunted babies. (laughs) You never want, but in reality, it's probably a good idea for a pregnant person to remain as calm as possible. And if going to a funeral or a graveyard is going to cause that person emotional distress, it's probably best for, for a parent and baby to avoid that sort of stress. So that's probably one that's got some beneficialness to it. Mm-hmm. They, they also say that taking flowers from a grave is a big no-no because mm-hmm. you'll get haunted. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think those are a little bit more loose if it's like you're attending the funeral and you take one home to press as a memento. But like if you're just going to visit and it's just random flowers, you shouldn't take those because it's not very nice and also superstitious. You might get haunted. Mm-hmm. There's also a funeral superstition that the first person to leave is the first to die, much like the that's just kind of along the lines of the old timey superstition of like 13 people dying together. The first to rise is the first to die. It's like the same thing, but with a funeral. Yeah. And also you shouldn't count the number of cars in a funeral possession procession, mm. which is interesting. They say, if you count the cars, that's however many cars there are, that's the number of days you will have until you die. Wow harsh so don't (laughs) count cars and funeral possession processions um i can't say that one properly yeah another really common one i was thinking about when you brought up this topic was like standing on someone's grave um Mm -hmm. and how there's like some like negative vibes associated with that right and like the phrase someone just walked over my grave like meaning that Mm -hmm. you like have a chill yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Oh my gosh. Speaking of like those things and graves, the, on the ologies episode that I listened to, the expert said that when, when they discover old cemeteries and burial grounds, like in urban areas, pretty much never do they move the bodies. They just move the headstones. Uh, it is rare for people moving burial sites to do the whole job. So like, uh-huh. yeah, there were lots of references to poltergeist in this podcast episode. Yeah. And then I just had a couple more cemetery superstitions. You shouldn't whistle in cemeteries because it summons the devil. Okay. <laughs> like you do. 
I mean, I guess I should just say, be careful of that and of your intentions. If you're wanting to, to summon the devil, knock yourself out, but we should do those things consciously. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something you want to do. That seems like another one that was like made just to like tell people to be respectful in cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take mm-hmm. flowers. Don't whistle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't stand yeah. on the graves. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then this one is a good one to end on. There is also the superstition that the last person buried in the cemetery will stand watch over all the souls within. Mm. Which is kind of nice. I don't know, like, if I believed in an afterlife, I'd want a job for the rest of my afterlife. But it's kind of a nice thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was what I Googled up about cemetery superstitions. Fun. I like it. I walk my dog in the cemetery across the street from my house all the time. So I like cemeteries. It's a really nice cemetery Mm -hmm. full of fireflies. Yeah. Lauren saw fireflies for the first time while she was here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was very excited. Life event. Mm -hmm. It was pretty magical to take an evening stroll through Emily's local cemetery and see all the fireflies. It's very pretty and peaceful. Mm-hmm. I enjoy cemeteries. I find them peaceful and they're often good places to jog, mm-hmm. which is something I do. Rad. So I think that's it for content. We're going to jump on into shameless self-promotion. So if that's not your jam, we'll see you later, but let's get into it. I am having a shop update this Sunday. That will be July 3rd at 90 and Pacific. A little Tolkien themed update. I'm going to have one self-striping and that is my tree beard colorway. Very foresty, along with coordinating colorway Fangorn. Such trees. Such trees. We love trees. And then randomly, I will be having a couple gradient. I have two gradient kits of avocado dyed yarn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really fun. I think it's a really nice gradient of avocado yarn. It's not really, there we go. That's coming across how it actually looks. Mm -hmm. So that'll be fun. A little mini shop update. And also, like I said, at the top of the podcast in the news section, I will be putting together some rad packs of merch and yarn and project bags and even some glorious hand spun that you could buy from my shop within the next week or so. And the entirety of that is going to go to an abortion access fund. So keep your eyes open for that if you like a curated package from us. <clears throat> or just helping us spread the word about that would be rad too. Mm-hmm. And then what do you got for promotion? I don't know if I have any promotion. Do I have you, any promotion? You do. We talked about this, the woolen folk. Oh yeah. Tickets. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so <laughs> uh, woolen folk is a show that happens in Kingston, New York. It is a folk music festival and a knitting yarn fiber crafts festival. And it happens the Friday before Rhinebeck. Uh, and I'm going to be vending at it with uh, Kemper of junk yarn. We're sharing a booth I've been drawing this stuff for the collaboration. Lauren's seen a bunch of it. It looks good. Be excited. And I'm going to have all of my stuff there. And there's going to be food trucks there. And like other really cool people are vending there. Like Brooklyn General and Lobby NMA and so many cool vendors. Um, So the tickets uh, for that show go on sale on July 1st um, for early bird tickets and they are cheaper if you buy them July 1st through 13th 
than if you buy them later. So if you want to save some money on your ticket, you should do that thing. Um, and I'm really excited for the show. I think it's going to be really fun. And Lauren might be there with me hanging out in the booth, being a cute booth, babe. So yeah, it'll be good times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and also keep your eyes peeled on our socials. Uh, so you can see when all the Deathly Cute merch from Emily's latest Kickstarter campaign go into her shop. It will be soon. It's all really great. I got my Kickstarter stuff and I love it. Yay. Yay. Great. So if you're looking to find anything we talked about anywhere on the internet, head on over to fibercoven.com and that will direct you to show notes for this podcast, Emily's merch and patterns and my yarn and just generally everywhere we are around the internet. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So thank you so much for hanging out with us. And until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye. Bye.